Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on your location. Welcome to our first episode here on EITLJ. I am accompanied by my husband, Andrew. And we are here to talk about the topic of the world, whether it's in a godly sense or in a worldly sense. And I think this topic is very important because of what's going on with the world today. We see many changes happening rapidly, and sometimes we ask ourselves, like, what is going on? First and foremost, we have to understand, if you don't, that this is all prophesied. We can't be mad at what has been prophesied over us, but what we can do is do the best that we can in a godly sense, which is preaching the gospel, baptizing people, um, you know, casting out demons, resurrecting the dead. And so many people, including my husband, at one time in their life was mad at what was going on with the world. And my husband, in his words, will explain why so that others who are feeling the same way can relate or at least not feel alone in that subject. Well, God bless everybody. I just want to put that out there for everyone. But um, in that sense, I want to talk to you guys. I want to share to you guys about my feelings about the world and how lately I've been feeling, you know, to let you guys know that the battle is real. Um, you know, when I first became, um, when I first came to Christ, which was literally three years ago now, um, March 31st, um, I was angry at God for the wrong reason. And I clearly heard from God, like, you have no right against me to be angry. And I didn't understand that at first because I was mad at God for the world lying to me. But yet, in a sense, you know, God clarified that for me because it was the world that lied to me, not God. You know, God set everything in motion. It's just that we, you know, man... um who live on this earth and who do everything, you know, according to earthly ways, not godly ways, um, operate. You know, we've turned everything and anything and anyone, you know, to our 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 will, you know, and it's not our will that we should be focused on, it's God's will, you know, and because we have a fallen nature, you know, we have turned things away from God and have gone our own way. And, you know, we've come to learn and understand as, you know, disciples of Christ that our way isn't the correct way. Our way is the fallen way. You know, and until we come into an understanding that without God, we're going to continue to be fallen. You know, so things, these things have to happen. And I mean things like as in everyday events that are happening on right now, you know, catastrophes, you know, famines, uh, you know, things that are happening around the world, you know, fires, you know, um, I mean, all this confusement going on, you know, I mean, there's a lot of touchy subjects that are, that are happening right now in a worldly sense. And what we do as, you know, as human beings is that we focus on everything that's happening, but we don't, we, we kind of put aside the reasons why these things are happening. And... I mean, in a lot of sense, I was mad, I and, and I almost got sucked back into that, you know, that thought life, where 
I'm still mad at the world, and I have no right to be mad at the world because the world is out of my control. And I just, you know, I can't really stay mad at the world. And why am I, I like, I mean, some of you are probably asking, like, why is he mad at the world? Um, I'm mad at the world for what it's become, but in another sense, I, I'm just like, I only wish that God could do these things without happening to have us, you know. Oh, did you want to put in? I just want to, I want you to understand, I want them to understand why did you, you hate the world. Like, what are the things that you hate? The things that I hate about the world, or that I did, um, are the things that are happening, like mass killings, you know, um, all this confusement going on, you know, um, you know, I mean, just a lot of things in general that are happening. I don't want people to think that, oh, well, he's just, you know, focusing on one thing. No, it's a lot of things, like, um the reasons why man has chosen to do these things, you know, like the way man is going about things, like there are things that are far more important that we need to worry about than, you know, identifying certain things, you know, and, I mean, gun control could be one of them, yeah, you know, but these are things that I don't like, like the government for itself, you know, like why is there so many things hidden from us when it's we, the people that are, you know, govern the government, like without us, there wouldn't be a government, like, there's so many things that I just don't like about the world right now, but I understand that God has everything in motion because Scripture, and Scripture has prophecy, and God has foretold prophecy, and prophecy is God's Word. Right. You know, I, I used to hate the world, too. I'm not going to lie. Um, but that was because I wasn't saved prior. I just didn't like how... The world was so, you know, racist or treated other minorities different or didn't um, talk enough about a certain subject or, you know, just I didn't like it because it was just, you ever feel like, I, I understand older people now because older people will tell you that back in the day, their days were easier, their days were, you know, more uh, family-based, they were more hardworking. And as the days go by, we see that this generation, unfortunately, is becoming more lazy, it's becoming more irrational, it's com becoming, like how it says in the word, more lawlessness. You know, the world is not respecting their elders. We are not starting to car and car. And and what I mean we, I mean in general, the world. I'm not talking about if you're a believer in Christ and you no longer do these things, I'm not involving you. I'm just saying we in general. But we as a world um, are starting not to care for our elders, those that have made the way for us to be here today. You know, uh, we are starting to not care about life in general, whether it starts at conception to, you know, killing each other for $5 or for looking at us wrong. You know, the world is creating it to the point where at one time, uh, back in the 90s and probably before that, we had futuristic you know futuristic cars where we could ride in the in the sky and by all means when we were little that seemed cool you know and robots doing what we're supposed to be doing and we thought that at one point that was cool but now it's become to the point where when all these things happen 
jobs are going to be canceled. You know, uh, we're fighting over gas and electrics, uh, car vehicles, whether it's global warming or not. And mind you, if you read the Bible, you know that global warming is just preparation for the earth to be destroyed and perished. And so if you know these things, if you know these prophecies, there's no reason to be mad at that wor- uh, at the world because the, the Lord created it just for a time being. And even though he created it for a time being, in the original sense, God created it for us to live and indwell forever. Because for all those who didn't know, Adam and Eve were supposed to be immortal, and we were supposed to be immortal, but when sin, sin came into this world, we became, you know, uh, death and sin came in. And so, unfortunately, the things that we are doing now is causing people to be lazy. You know, every single word you say, you have to watch out what you're saying because if not, it offends someone. You know, people have become so sensitive. But I also got to understand, we also have to understand that and and picture and, and take a moment and say, where did it all change? Because this is not even involving, uh, in a godly sense, now let's talk realistic. Like we said in the at the beginning of the, of the subject, we were going to talk about it worldly and godly sense. In the world uh, sense, we have to ask ourselves, when did this all start happening? Because a lot of us will say that the 80s, 90s, and maybe early 2000 generation is where everything started changing, you know, uh, after that, it's like almost like the gen. And I don't want to state this because many will say, "Well, that's wrong." It's almost like our generation. The 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 longer the generation or the farther the generation is from the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, the farther we have become from Jesus Christ. Um, and I believe that all those who were closer to the time that Jesus Christ was crucified had had more values. And those values at some point got lost or got changed or were just not taught anymore. Or could we, or could we say um, morality? Yeah, morality. Because growing up in a, in a home, you know, you're taught moral respect. Correct. You know, love your elders, love your neighbors, be respectful. You know, these are good morals, you know. Um, don't cause trouble, don't bring trouble, don't look for trouble, you know. You know, do your do your schoolwork. Do your you know, just be a good person. Be good, be good morally. Right. You know, as opposed to the fifties, you know, where young boys were taught how to be young men at very young ages. And if we look back in you know older times, you know, and like kids were taught how to be young hunters, young providers at younger ages. And as we move farther on in history, you know, things have changed dramatically, drastically. I think it's the concept where, and I have to admit that I was one of those individuals that used to say, I'm not going to raise my children the way my mom raised me. I'm going to teach them differently. Right. You know, because, right. you know, our parents at a time being, I don't know about yours, you can you can talk about your parents, but I know that my parents um, were strict. As I was telling you before, you know, my mom, <laughs> you know, she didn't get married until she was 32, And before that, when she dated my dad, they couldn't hold hands. They had to sit on the porch. You know, she was only allowed to go to church. She didn't have no friends. You know, they were really strict because my grandparents, for all those who don't know, they were born in the 30s. And, um, you know, back then when you married young, my grandparents married at at the age of 17 and 13, um, you know, when you left the house, you became a woman. You became a, a man. You had to provide a way. 
you you know you you had to do this in a certain way to raise your family and now in today's society it's almost like you can have sex which you know by all means if you're married good for you but if you're not you know that is fornication that is a sin there's a reason spiritually for that but it's almost like it's okay to have a one night stand and if in that one night stand something happens you either had the decision to cancel what's what's going to happen afterwards or you can not cancel and continue your life type of ordeal you know and i think that traditionally like you said morals have just been put out out the picture like now anyone can do and be whoever they want without having consequences of those actions and those unfortunately that want to continue the traditions not because you know um we don't want to be part of the new age society it's just that that's what we were taught and that's you know if if you come from a biblical standpoint you know they want to cancel us they want to cancel the consequences of their actions yeah they want like today's world wants to eliminate the moral standard of consequences like there is consequences for treating people a certain way you know there is consequences for um projecting your insecurities on other people right you know just because somebody feels insecure at home doesn't mean that they have the right to impose that insecurity on other people because one i'm sorry that's a personal issue that should be handled on your personal time it shouldn't be you know thrashed out on other people you know that's part of morality like if it's a personal problem, you should be able to deal with that personally. I think that's just hypocritical because some people will say, don't force your belief or don't force what you know on me, but you're trying to force what you are and what you think on others. Right, right. No, and that's perfectly fine. You know, that that's understandable at that point. You know, but the world has taken it so far as to um, push the, the topic of, you know, I'm gonna get touchy here. Um, you know, I don't want to offend anybody, but this is not to offend anyone. But um as opposed to what's happening here in Dearborn, you know, where Muslim well where the school board is allowing these kinds of things to be taught at school. He's talking about there was recently here in Michigan, um a com a committee, I guess, meeting where a school board meeting where they were trying to basically enforce, I don't want to say enforce, I could be wrong, they were trying to promote transgender and um, sexuality. sexuality on their children. And as you know, in the Muslim community, that's a big no. You know, just in cultural and belief type of ways. If I'm wrong, if you are Muslim, by all means, correct me. Um, but they were no, and for the first time in in history here in Michigan, it was a beautiful sight to see that Muslims and Christians became one and came together to fight for something that they know is not okay. And mind you, I want to state this. Look, if you are homosexual, if you are transgender, or if you're in that area where you're confused, this is not to condemn you, okay? This is not to say, oh, my gosh, you're going to hell, we don't love you. No, by all means, that is not what we're trying to say. If anything, we love you. My husband and I love you, okay? We are not condemning you to hell, but we will state this, that if you continue in that path that separates you from God, that can lead you to hell. But that is not my choice to make. 
That is not my husband's choice to make. That is your choice to make. And we love you regardless. You know, you are a human being. and Jesus still died for you. Yes, and he died for you, and he died for everyone. You know, and we aren't here to condemn anybody because our job isn't to condemn anybody. You know, our job, not our job, but, you know, the choice that we have made through God is to preach the gospel, you know, and tell people the truth. You know, the world is lying to you. You know, and there's a lot of things happening today where the world's going to continue to lie to you. And it's going to continue stealing your your joy, your happiness. Because everything in this world will perish, like the scripture says. You know, and everything that is happening, it's only temporary. You know, this is just a basic, you know, training for you to understand how to be with God. You know. And, and you know... When you're a believer in Christ, it states it clearly in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 16. It says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in this world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Why does it state that? It states that because the world itself will make you confused, will try to convince you that it's okay to do these things that are not of God, Though God created the world, he didn't create it to to involve sin or to, um, you know, do evil. And mind you guys, because a lot of people will think that God created a perfect world, it never states in the world, in the word, I'm sorry, that God created a perfect world. God simply said it was good. Okay, we have to learn the difference. But when we love the things of this world and the things that we brought upon ourselves, right, which is sin and death, when we love those things, then God is not our first priority. The things of God and the things that God wants us to do is not our priority. And then in verse 16 it says, For all that is in this world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it's of this world. The world will have you in pride. The world will tell you that, mind you, I've never seen... In so many episodes of movies and on TV shows, because sometimes you do have to watch this stuff because you have to spiritually discern certain certain things, but I've never seen the world portray that adultery is okay. There's many shows that will definitely show you that if you walk out in your marriage and you have sex with another person that isn't your spouse, it's okay. You know, the world will tell you that it's okay to watch porn to please yourself. It's even told that masturbation is scientifically said that it's okay for your health. But you're pleasing yourself. Therefore, if you're pleasing yourself, you have become your own God. You don't have to please the God that created all things. You know, the world will tell you it's okay to be homosexual. You were born that way. But the word says that we have to be reborn. So even if you were born that way, which we today, actually my husband and I spoke about this before we got on here, we ought to be reborn. The only reason, and I have to share this with you guys because it was a beautiful testimony that I had to share with my husband, is that the reason why the devil will have most of individuals thinking that they're homosexual at the age of three or four, not only is it because children are less strong and vulnerable to attack, but if the devil can attack future generations from worshiping and praising and praying and glorifying God, he's going to do so not only by confusing our little children, but by killing them. 
That is why the world right now is so chaotic and schools are being shot up because the devil will possess and oppress someone into doing that so that there are no future generations to worship God. You know, the world would tell you that it's okay for a pedophile to love a child because that's what they're pushing now. If you're okay with LGBT, you're going to be okay with pedophilia. You have to be because they're pushing it into one agenda. The world is telling you that it's okay to hate another person because of their skin color, because of their age, because of their race. Jesus died for all of us. And I've always questioned this, and my husband, I, I, I don't know if he remembers, but there was at one point that I asked him, it would be so funny, for instance, and this is an example, it would be so funny for someone who hates blacks, when they die, they go up to heaven and Jesus was black. How are they going to explain to them? How are they going to explain to Jesus, like, I'm, I'm sorry? Or it's like, I'm Puerto Rican, and, you know, let's say, I'm not saying this is real, let's say that I hate Mexicans. Right. What would happen, because my husband is Mexican, y'all, what would happen if I died today, God forbid, and Jesus turned out to be Mexican? We all know that Jesus is not Mexican or black or all of this stuff. He was Jewish, okay? Let's put that out there. Right. If you want to be more. Nobody has seen Jesus. Right, right. <laughs> but let's just say these things. You know, like the world is telling you it's okay to to do all these things, to hate all these um People, but if we see in John three sixteen, it says, "Oh, I'm in the wrong chapter here. Give me one second, y'all." And and this is one of my uh, husband's favorite scriptures. You know, it says that in jo- uh, John chapter three, that it says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting so- uh, after uh, life." I'm sorry. For God sent not his only son into the world to condemn the world. He's not here to condemn us. He's not. The devil's here to condemn us. He'll have you sin and then use those sin against you. And it says, but that the world through him might be saved. And in this scripture, it doesn't mean that, oh, you know, God loves the world. No, he loves the people in this world. Because the world itself, earth, land, is going to perish. Right, and I'm a, and everything on this planet is going to perish, like it says clearly in Revelation. But I want to also touch the subject on the um, the part of the scripture where it says, "For God sent His um, not His Son into the world, not to condemn it, but to that the world would be saved through Him." So, and and we already know that in the beginning, all things were created good, you know, and those are the we can't take the Bible out of context. We have to take it for what it is because it is a standard. That's God's standard. You know, These are the standards that we have to live on. And we can't take these scriptures out of context. So God created all things good in the beginning. And the beautiful part is that God created all things through Jesus. Right. You know, a lot of people think that Jesus was just in the New Testament. But, um, and, and, and side note, disclaimer, if if you ever ask yourself, like, how can I read the Word? How how do you know that Jesus is in the Old Testament? I always tell people, please read the New Testament first. If you're a new babe in Christ, please read the New Testament first. So that way, when you do read the Old Testament, you realize that Jesus was always mentioned. He was always mentioned, you guys, in the Old Testament. And so, with that being said, in John 
chapter one, which wasn't even part of what I wanted to say, but it's so beautiful that, you know, the book of John is such a love story. It's so beautiful. And it says, in the beginning was the word, okay? The word was God. And the God, and God manifested as Jesus Christ in the flesh, okay? I believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I believe that Jesus Christ is God manifested in the flesh. Um, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. He was already with God on the throne, okay? He already existed. Jesus already existed. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And we can also see that in Revelations 19. And it says in verse 3, all things, all things, hallelujah, were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made so god through jesus christ created all things jesus was already part of the plan in the beginning jesus was already created and put into place to die for us at a certain time and we got to give glory to that Mm -hmm. glory to god (laughs) you know and in him was life and the life was the light of men and so we have to understand that you know Without Jesus, without, oh, you guys just got to read the Old Testament because you will see him. And half of the time that you read Lord in the Old Testament, it's literally speaking about Jesus Christ. You know, so the world was created through Jesus, and it's through Jesus that we are saved from the sins that we commit in this world. And what is sin? For all those that don't know what sin is, sin is something you think, do, or say that offend God. Fornication out of the marriage is sin. Why? Because you're you're breaking a covenant, a promise that you made with someone else. Just like how we can spiritually commit adultery with God when we step out into other religions that are not a relationship with God. A sin is literally like a wall that does not let you pass into something. And so when we have sin in our life, and sin can also be like unforgiveness and and bitterness and resentment, feelings, emotions. Right, because people will say, oh, well, God knows my heart. Well, the word says that the heart is deceitful because the heart will transmit thoughts to your brain, and usually those transmissions of thoughts will have you act on those things. So a sin separates you from God, you know, and, and... the farther you are in sin, the less you hear from God. doesn't mean that God has left your side, but he's waiting for you to say, okay, you know what, no matter how deep in sin I am, no matter how far I am from God, look, I, want, I, I choose God, you know. So, anyways, back to the topic, uh, the world. And so the world was created through Jesus, right, and it was good. It wasn't perfect. It was good. Mind you, God already knew that we were humans, and he created us to be humans, and he could have created us just like the angels, but he didn't, okay? And he knew that eventually, like little children, we mess up, right? And so he made all these ways possible for us to come back to him. And it was through Jesus Christ that we can get salvation through our sins. And it's when Jesus comes back with the army of angels and those believers that have gone before us, that after that the world will perish it will it will, it will finalize sin it will no longer exist 
And unfortunately, the immorality that's going on in this world is the lies of the enemy because the lies of the enemy like to twist the word and be total opposite of the word. Anti-God. Anti-God. And that's where he has a lot of people, you know, I guess, how can you say, conformant, you know, com- compliance. They're, they're being, you know, comfortable in that state of mind. And mind you, it's a state of mind because Paul says it throughout, you know, the New Testament, you know, the battlefield is in the mind, you know, and we go every day based on how we think, we we act on how we think, we act on how we feel. You know, so usually what we have internally is our thoughts, our feelings, you know, but it's mainly our thoughts, you know, a person acts how they think and how they feel. Which is why he also tells us to renew the mind. Exactly. So the battlefield is always in the mind. Like if you, if someone's literally having a great day and then boom, just suddenly thoughts of, you know, just negativity, just negative thoughts. Because society... That's the crazy part, babe. If you can agree or if you don't, that's fine. But society will have you thinking like, or the world, which is society, will have you thinking you have to be a certain body type. You have to be a certain color. You have to wear a certain lipstick. You have to wear a certain shoe to fit All this confusement. And, you know, you can be happy throughout the day, like you said, and out of nowhere you see a magazine where it's basically telling you this is how we need you to look. If not, you're not part of society. And there goes your mood. Right, and there goes the conformity. Either you conform to the way we want you to be, how we want you to look, how we want you to think. I mean, we all see these, you know, pieces of evidence. I mean, look at our look at our phones. Our phones are literally trying to program program us on how to think and they be. They hear what we think, or that, that yeah, would be crazy. yeah, my phone is showing me exactly what I'm thinking. No, your phone picked up what you said, so now it's going to have something to to make you think about what you just said so that way they can mark it off of you. you I'm know. guilty of that, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, God forbid that everybody just becomes the the walking dead, you know. And it's sad to say, but it's like it, it's happening. You know, these things are happening. The world has to be like this because if it didn't, it wouldn't be true prophecy. God's word would not stand. But guess what? God's word is today the same yesterday and tomorrow and forever. You know, these things have to happen. If these things weren't happening, then how could we ever testify to God's truth? Right, because God is all true, and in the Word it says that God's words and promises not only have to come to pass, but there's no fault in the Word. God doesn't contradict. Many people will say, oh, but there's some scriptures that contradict. No, it really doesn't if you put them all together in the in the perspective of what it's talking about. And so God is a faithful God. God is a um, honest God and a loyal God, not only to us but to his word, because if he wasn't, then he would portray himself as a lying God, and he's not like that. He is not like that because if he were to be a lying God, then that gives us permission to lie. And that's not the way he is. And a lot of people will say, well, uh, you know, God is um, unjust. There's things in the Old Testament that prove that children were being killed and this and that. If you read the concept of why that was happening, mind you, we don't understand God's ways. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts, first and foremost. We are not God. So get that idea out of your mind if you have. But why he did those things or allowed those things is because these types of people, these individuals in the Old Testament were going against his word, were worshiping demons, killing their own children. If you read correctly, it wasn't God killing these kids at first. 
people were sacrificing their own children to demonic spirits, and God gave them over into doing that. Not only that, God tried to wipe sin. And the best analogy that I can give you, that you guys can understand this, is kill a virus or kill a disease in its roots. Kill it from the very beginning. Stop it before it spreads. Stop it before it spreads. So God had these individuals not only give themselves to their sin, but God had to perish these beings from the very beginning. Now, I'm not saying that God failed because at the end of the day, look at look at Noah's ark. You know, he saved eight people and, you know, the most righteous man, or not at the time anyways, Noah and whatnot. But sin was still there. Sin was still there even though the world was destroyed by the flood. In his heart, the original sin was still there. There was a still glimpse of a chromosome that wanted to commit sin. He didn't, but his descendants did. It's like how they say that genetics pass on to a generation to a generation. That's what happened. But the beautiful part is that God himself, God, this is God. God don't have to do nothing. This is like legit God humbled Humbled. That means humbleness is to think of others first, to not put yourself first, right? Humbled himself. God. Think about, this, all for all my my Greek mythologists out there, like Thor, Thor, for instance, because everybody likes no, Thor. Norse, Norse Whatever, same thing. Think about Thor saying, you know what, Andrew, I'm going to let all my gold off. I'm going to get all my armor off. I'm going to let my powers I'm going to put my powers in a box. I'm going to put them all in a box, and when I get hurt and you get hurt, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to feel it. You know, God didn't have to do that. God didn't have to do that. Uh, the true living God didn't have to do that. But he humbled himself to be born as us through a woman. Divinely. Beautifully, through the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, and grew up. Like us. Like, like a, us. Like a man. So that means that if he got cut and got a paper cut or a carpenter cut at that time, he dealt with it like how we dealt with it so that we didn't have to say God doesn't know how we feel. No, he went through all that. That's almost like he gave up his powers. He got tempted by the devil, just like us. Mind you, the Bible doesn't say the complete story. But he got tempted like us, not just three times. Okay, and he still decided, look, I'm going to be like my people. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to love them. And it says it right here, and, and that leads me to, to, to John chapter uh, 1, verse 10. It says, he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. That means, that means God was in the world. He became the flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the world, the people in it, didn't even notice that that was God. That yeah, was they God. Him because they, the world misportrayed God as coming down, you know, arrayed like a king, like a, right. like a lavish king. They thought that he was going to come in a shining armor with a white horse with a battlefield of army people. And, and then God was like, you know what? I'm going to take everything. The opposite way. I'm going to come from the, the the city that nobody thinks nothing good will come out. I will take the job that no one thinks really important of. I'm going to be born in a manger, not in a castle. Right. I'm going to be born in the lowest of lows 
and I'm going to do the, the, the lowest of jobs. You know, I'm going to come down, you know, extra extra hood in right, other terms, right, you know. Basically. You know, and he basically came down and flipped burgers in other terms. Yeah, like how you we know, picture it, yeah. You know, and when we see those kinds of things today, we we kind of admire that. You know, we're quick to admire somebody who is of high status, quote right. unquote. We won't think nothing of the janitor. But we don't right. understand that the janitor keeps the location clean, and without that location being clean, we can't fulfill our jobs. Correct. You know, and it's like when when God did that, God is a speaking spirit, and I want people to understand that. Like, God is a speaking spirit. Yeah, he's vocalized. He will speak to you. And he does speak to you according to his will. Um, but God had to come down. He had to come down and touch earth as a man. As a man, this is a this is God, Almighty God, who who has the power to speak things into existence. Do you know of any God in history that can do anything like that? There is none. And none. The God, and the gods that people worship are the small G's. The right, small G's, the, little the little ones. Yeah. The little G's, you know. And I'm sorry, but those little G's haven't standed the test of time. Why is it that you know Bible scripture himself? You know, God himself has always testified throughout history because, one, he's morally correct. That's why, he's he, that's why he's the God of, like, he's the King of kings and the, the Lord, Lord of lords. lords. You know, y'all might worship, and I don't say y'all in general, I'm just saying, in, you know, like, it is what it is. But people might worship the smaller gods, but there's a God that's higher than that. That God, right, know? but they don't understand that. Well, because it says in verse 11, he came into his own. That's us. He came into his own people, his own people. He came down. He came to the creator came down to its creation. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, beautiful. Basically, basically. You know, that's like a boss uh, from a company joining being his em right, being the employee and working with y'all and understanding what you guys are going through. No boss does that, and if you do, God bless you. Keep that job. Right, <laughs> and it says he came into his own, and his own received him not. So back then they didn't receive him. They couldn't understand that if this was God, if this was the Messiah, why did he come from a city that has no value? Why did he come from two individuals? Why did they My question is why did they put God in a box? This world will do that. This world will put God in a box and say that only what's in this box God can do. No, and that's that's where you got to put into context that they're being deceived because yep. if we put a limit to God, yep. we're basically saying that, no, what my thoughts are are greater than God. But God right. said in the scripture that my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. Right. You know, they're godly ways. They're divine ways. We're, we aren't divine until we actually join him. Right. You know, we're saved by grace and we're sanctified once we get baptized in the name of Jesus, you know, and receive the Holy Spirit and confirmation of tongues, right. you know, and repent, you know, continue to repent. And... You know, when we put a limit on God, when we put him in that box and only allow God to do what we want him to do. Then we've created our own false God. Right. We've created the ideology of a false God. You know, and God doesn't work like a genie in a lamp. No, God is God. You know, if you guys understand the Old Testament, like, if you did wrong by God, God took your spirit right there on the spot. Like, it's clear as day throughout the Old Scriptures. Like, if they defied God on the spot... He dealt with you on the spot, you know, but God later on, you know, decided to um, enhance that. Like he made a new covenant with us. He had to bring grace. 
Right. It's almost like when you're a parent and you raise your children, the first few years you teach them right from wrong. You know, mm-hmm. you tell them don't do, don't touch the oven, don't talk to strangers. But as we grow up, he lets us or the parent lets the child make their own decisions. If they commit the mistakes, they get corrected or, you know, they we show them meekness and humbleness like, okay, we've been in your position, try not to do that again. And I like to see God as a father, like legit a father. Like in the beginning in the Old Testament, he he, he 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 basically gave us his standards. He was strict. He was strict. He wanted us to know right from wrong, and then later on, he basically, because um, people will say Jesus or God, you know, Jesus is God, but, like, they'll say God is forcing me to choose him. No, God is giving you the free will to choose what you want to do, but just know that your decision does have a consequence, whether it's good or bad, like I stated before. And so it, it says it in First John Chapter 4, four, verse 5, that it says, They are of the world, therefore they speak of the world, and the world hears them. Meaning that those who choose the world speak like the world. Look at all these, you know, philosophies and theologies and all this stuff, right? Like, they'll, they'll, they'll be quick to follow science and, and believe science. Mind you, I don't believe science, and I'm not saying that all science is bad, but there's some science that will tell you coffee is good one day and coffee is bad for you the next day. It's man, man knowledge, you know, and so people will receive that but won't receive godly wisdom, right? So in the Old Testament, we see God give his wisdom and his knowledge because he wants to share these things with us. You guys, he wants to share his wisdom with us. A God wants to share his power with us. Right. Come on now. Not like these other gods. Or right. Maybe. No, no, but go Not ahead. Not like these other gods where they have you sitting there praying for, you know, Sacrifice thir- to me. Sacrifice 13 to me. years, you know, and take these vows of silence. But for what? For what? What is your God sharing to you that you right. have gained from that? Like, literally. So he'll teach us this. He'll teach us this in the Old Testament. He taught the world what he wanted us to do. So that when we got older, New Testament, we would make these decisions, not forcefully by him, but by us. But when we choose the world, we're going to do worldly things that will separate us from God, from the knowledge and, and, and um, wisdom. Which is why he says that, you know, not, not in these words, but, you know, the best way I can put it is that you can get all the counsel you want from the world. You can get all the philosophies and theologies and bachelors and masters all you want. But if you don't know about God, then you don't know nothing at all. Because that theology, that bachelor's degree, is not what's going to give you a grade A or a passing to go to heaven. I'm pretty sure you ain't going to go and wake up in front of the gates of heaven or in stand in the line to the gates of heaven and be like, look, Lord, here's my master's, here's my degrees. No. God does, God clearly says it in Scripture, I don't care about your, your degrees or your knowledge. Like He doesn't care about what you've learned here about the world. You know, and the and the and the good example, baby, that you know, husband, brother, brother, husband. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, the best, uh, the the best example of that was the Pharisees, the Pharisees in the Bible. They knew every scripture, mind you. The Pharisees in the Bible. If you don't know the Bible, these Pharisees were taught at the age like of eight and on the scriptures. They were taught. Uh, the Torah. Yeah, you know, and, and they were taught at a very young age every scripture in the Bible. And even when they knew every scripture in the Bible, they could still not see the Messiah right in front of them. Right. He said, my, I go to my own town and my own people don't recognize me. Like, that's that, that's. And that's so what's happening hard. in the world now. That 
God is presenting himself through Jesus Christ as an opportunity to know true knowledge, godly knowledge, right? But we don't even see God right in front of us. And the beautiful thing is that when a true believer of Jesus Christ, and I'm not just talking about Christians because anybody can say they're a Christian now and misrepresent Jesus. Right. A true believer out there tries to speak to you in a loving and truth way, and we're quick to say, oh, that offends me. It only offends you and it pricks your heart because you know it's wrong. You know, just because it's legal, it doesn't make it right. Right, that's right. You know, there's still some standards there that we need to follow. And the world, because Jesus died for the world, those that want to come to him can. The world doesn't want to receive him because the world just wants to do what it wants without consequences. Without morals. And, and And I read in Psalms that, you know, People think that God doesn't watch them. There's actual people out there that believe, let me let me do this in the dark, and Jesus won't see it. God won't see it. God sees all. God sees all. They do these things and 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 physically say, who can judge us? Who can who can tell us what to do? We're we're the richest people. We're the smartest people. You know, we're committing sin. We're allowing this. Oh, this and that. Who who can stop us? Who can stop us? You know what I tell people the most important thing is not what you're doing or rephrase that it is what you're doing in here in, in in the world it is important what you're doing here what you're accepting what you're rejecting because afterwards when your body decides to stop functioning after that you need to worry about location location location, location. location. because the location that your body is going to be in ain't going to be there forever this world is not going to live forever um your soul is eternal, rather eternally in heaven or eternally in damnation, hell. You know, let's take that on a, a on a quick note. Like, hell has been removed out of context, out of existence. It's because the world's being taught that hell is not real. Right, and exist. they're they're parading it like it's supposed to be the club, the nightlife, the good life. You know, the riches, the lavish life, the cars, the money, the drinks. That's what they're painting hell to be. But what and happened? And they're painting the devil to look like a redhead horn person when it's not even not like even that. Like because that. <laughs> we got to understand that um, Satan likes to mimic the kingdom of heaven. Mimic. So if God is a spirit, so is Satan. He's a, he's a, he likes to mimic it. He likes to do all things opposite. And I just want to point that out. Like. Satan is not a red horn individual. Okay, no, no, he's he can not. be he can be a person in 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 your friendship in your court. He can be that oh. that salary that you'll do anything to get. You know, like y'all gotta understand the world will paint a pretty picture. The grass ain't always greener on the other side, my friend. No, and then you gotta put into context what the scripture says. He is the prince of the air. Yeah. So where is the only location that we breathe air? on earth so i mean if we don't have any air and oxygen out in space why would we try to go to that place you know what i'm saying so where is the air that we breathe on earth let's get that in you know let's get that as a as a stand and put a bullet point and he'll next masquerade to it. as the angel of light meaning he'll try to mimic and twist reality for you yeah. that's why the world is so mis mis misguided uh, misguided but it says right here in john uh, chapter 17, verse 16, that 
the believers are not of the world because I am not of this world. Jesus is not of this world, though he created it, okay? Because greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. That he he's talking about that's in the world is Satan. And we also see in Job, uh, I, oh, look at that, in Job that God literally asked Satan, where were you, Satan? And Satan literally was like, replied, uh. like Satan literally replied, I was in the world basically looking at who I can devour. I was looking for somebody today, Jesus. Uh, you just point him out and I'll go and get him. Right. You know, like you got to understand that God gave Satan legal right to do certain things yeah. only to glorify God himself for someone to choose rightfully through their own will, through the choice of free will, to come to God. Like, God will have you go through something in order to choose him because he knows that you have continually chosen not to choose him. Right. You know, so it's like uh, so many people have been lost by that concept. Like, oh, God, why did God let me go through this? Why did God, you know, let this happen to me? Well, one, because 95% of the time we do it to ourselves. That that Job reference, by the way, I found it. Chapter 2 on Job, it says, And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and from in the earth, and from walking up and down it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? And if you don't know the story, I encourage you to read it. Amen. You know, but the, like people don't understand that, that God has given legal right to Satan not only to persecute us, but to us. to trial us. To, to tempt us. To like, tempt us. God doesn't tempt. He tests us. Right. Because he's allowed to. God doesn't tempt us. Satan is allowed to tempt us to see where we fall. Okay? Woo. Say that again, man. All right. So we have to understand that. You know, and, and closing out, you know, just, just, just saying the world, we're not of it. Though we're in it, we're not of it. If you're a true believer in Christ, you're in this world for a purpose to glorify God, and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But we are not of this world. We don't belong in this world. And like how I, I explain it to my children, our souls are in this ship we call a body. And eventually this ship sometimes will mal malfunction, and eventually the battery will run out. Or in other terms, this ship is going to dock soon. It's going to sail. And wherever it docks, that's where my soul is going to determine where it wants to go. That's good. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to use that one next time. <laughs> because, I mean, this is just temporary. The, the scripture says, all things shall pass away. I've taken into context that the Bible is telling us, you know, all that we see tangible, because anything tangible that we can see, feel, see, uh, you know, smell or touch, anything of the five senses is tangible. Right. So everything that we see is temporary. Right. Now, somebody can believe that they're a good person, but that that doesn't make you a good person. We all fall short. Right. We all fall short. It's in Romans. It says not one of us is good. Not one of us is good. How can you say that, Carrie? Because I'm pretty sure at one time in your life you have thought of something evil, whether it's to watch porn, whether it's wishing something, somebody's wrong. No one is good. We all for, fall short, which is why we need the grace and mercy of God. That is why we need his mercy and grace, because none of us are good. I don't care if you used to work at a veteran's house and you served food for the homeless and you cared for the animals and you have charities for the poor. None of us are good. Why? Because until we are reborn of water and of spirit and freed from sin, we carry the original sin. Okay? 
And it says in John chapter 15, and I'm closing out with this scripture. My husband can continue away. It says, if ye keep my commandments, a lot of people will say those are rules. No, there are precepts. If ye come, if ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. Mind you, we don't follow these rules or precepts or commandments like many people say because we are forced to. Just like how many of you don't cook or clean up or buy a gift for someone because you're forced to. If you are, I am so sorry for you. But we do these things for God because we love him. When you love someone, you do these certain things for this individual when you're in a relationship because you love this individual. So for all those that say, oh, believers of Christ are forced to do these things, no, we are not. We choose to do these things because we love God so much and we want to please him. Why? Because he gave up everything for us. The least that we can do is give our life as a living sacrifice. Amen. And the world will tell you that God does not exist, that he does not love you, that he will send you straight to hell. And let me tell you, my friend, he is everything but that. Yes, God has a side where his wrath will soon be displayed. But if you are of God, you do not have to worry of that. Amen. And if you want to come to God and you don't know how, please feel free to reach out to me or my husband. We are on Facebook. I am on Twitter. I am on TikTok. And I am on Instagram. And we will make time available for you to know what it is to have a relationship, not a religion, because there's like 40,000 of those. But there's only one relationship that will let you into heaven. And that's through Jesus Christ. That's right. Amen to that. Because the relationship, like, God's gonna, God's not going to tell us, you know, he's not going to tell the word, well, the world, um, you know, I didn't know you. No, he's gonna, that's going to be two Christians to be like Christ people, you know, uh, little Christs, you know. And it's not going to be to the world because the world's already going to have what it's, what it's going to receive, you know. That's good, yeah, because the world already, you know, the, when we say the world, we talk about the people that already rejected God. Right. You know, they already made their choice. They already got their reward, right? right? right. A reward in the Bible does not mean like an actual prize. It can also mean the it's choice. a punishment as yeah, well. the choice that they have chosen to live with. You know, we've got these satanic people that have decided to worship and praise Satan instead of God. And believing in Satan, and right there, that's the money for them, to believe in Satan instead of to believe in the creator who created all things. I want people to understand that God is for you, not the world. The world's going to present itself as a, as a masquerading photo of beauty. And yes, the world is beautiful because God created good things in this world, but not everything that shines is gold. Right, like it's it's like a a one point two percent gold plating, you know. And it, and I'm sorry, but this world can only give you so much, you know, temporarily. But God can give you everything eternally. Eternally is forever, guys. Like the world is not gonna be here forever. 
you know. It says in the word that God will create a new Jerusalem, a new world. A new Jerusalem will come from the heavens, and it's like it's so beautiful. Like God is preparing a place for us. I us. Like, I like what you said when you said the world can give you so much. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. But. I want to add to that the world will give you so much but requires so much from you. Right, right. And it's the exact opposite. Like God only requires us to preach and talk about him and, and to love him. But the world wants to wants you to give everything that you got all the way down to your broken These pinky celebrities toe. are dying and they have everything. They have money. They have riches. They have boys or women, whatever, up their butts. And yet they still sometimes commit suicide because that does not fulfill them. The things of this world will not fulfill you because they're things of the flesh and the flesh is never satisfied. What's the flesh? Our human desires. We're never satisfied. We got money, we want more. How can we get more? Oh, I want one car, I want more cars. Oh, I got one person, I want more individuals to like me. I want more likes, I want more shares, I want more this. The world will not satisfy you. And trust me, the flesh is never satisfied because it's always longing and hungering for something that it, that it was once separated from, and that's from God, from Jesus. Like, you guys don't understand that. When your flesh comes over your your spirit, your spirit is no longer in contact with God. Right. You know, and that's why we must kill the flesh. Yes, we must die to the flesh. We are sheep led to the slaughter every Does day. Doesn't mean get a knife and kill yourself. No, that is not what we're saying. Spiritually, you gotta understand that this was never a political race. It was a spiritual race. Right. You know, we were separated from God spiritually when these immoral things, when this sin took over the world. You know, so I just want to say God bless you guys. I love you guys. And feel free to reach out to us again. Um, my name is Andrew. My name is Carrie, and we thank you for joining us on our first episode, Topic the World. I'm sorry if we went back and forth. Sometimes when we get on fire for the Lord, it just, whatever comes to mind through the Spirit, we just have to say it before we forget. But we hope to join, we hope that you guys join us on our second episode. Join us every Saturday when we publish one. We still don't know what's the next topic, but we will talk about it when it comes. And we just pray in Jesus' name that we encourage and enlighten someone today. And feel free to reach out to us if you want to join us next time, if you want to speak to us, or if you even have questions. For all my seasoned believers, if you guys have something that might help us correct ourselves or grow in the spirit, please feel free to contact us. In Jesus' name, I hope you guys have a blessed weekend. I hope you guys have a blessed week. And I sign out. Um, love you guys. <laughs>